This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Camelot. Camelot. It's only a model. So, Mike Maniscalco, the voice of your Carolina Hurricanes, my overtime intermission friend, <laughs> and Walt Ruff, the Hurricanes.com content maestro, who is also my intermission friend. Uh, these are people I talk to so much during the season. Uh, and we still have more season. Thank you to both of you for dropping by. Uh, Mike, are you are you recovered from last night? Trip kept you longer than you wanted to be up there. Yeah, just a touch. Well, I had to. I have to run downstairs, and I have. Uh, I had the Valley post game uh, right. Hurricanes live commitments to get into. And as you know, players don't like waiting around for no. interviews. So uh, no, it was great, and uh, I'm, I'm glad we got the chance to uh, get the the end for that because Trip has to put the the cap on that. I almost was going to say Trip and Adam on the other side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go from there uh but no i'm, I'm fully recovered and uh, i might uh, i might not have gotten a lot of sleep because of uh how that that series ended of course anytime there's an overtime winner that's it's just great hockey even if uh even if that was for a sweep uh when a, a series ends in overtime like that it's phenomenal so yes i am fully recovered and ready to go uh, by the way i have an overtime trivia question i'm going to ask both of you in a minute walt ruff when did you get to sleep last night uh, far too late, Mr. Gold. I'm going to follow suit with that of Mike Maniscalco and say it's very hard to sleep after a situation like that. I mean, an overtime winner, yes, but to do it at home in front of a crowd like that, it was just an electric atmosphere to see the joy on the face of both Rod Brindamore, you know, the coaching staff and the players. Uh, it was a really special night, and I'm really grateful that we get to do this for at minimum one more round, hopefully two more. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're only halfway through. That's that's how much of a grind the Stanley Cup playoffs are. And I know the NBA playoffs are the same. They have to win the same number of games. But, boy, it just seems like you go through so much more uh, to do this. All right, Mike, so last year when the Hurricanes bowed out of the playoffs against the Rangers, uh, the narrative was, and it wasn't wrong, man, the Hurricanes need to find some more goals. And that narrative carried throughout the summer and it carried throughout the season. Max Pacioretty was brought in. Uh, you know, we can mention Andre Kasha, although nobody's surprised uh, given his history. I hope, I hope, just he has he's able to have a good life uh, because he has had so many concussion issues. But Pacioretty, Svechnikov gets hurt with twenty some odd games left, a little bit less. Uh, Tavo Teravainen gets hurt in the second game of the playoffs. He should be back at some point. Uh, during the next playoff round, maybe eh, more than likely. Anyway, I don't want to uh, speak for Tavo here, but uh, how did they do it with less goal scorers this year than last year? Uh, and I think it's pretty simple, uh, and it's what this team has preached pretty much since day one for Rod Brindamore. It's the group. It has to be everybody. It's It's not just one guy. And in this series, Adam, we saw the defense, do what they did in the regular season, you know, 59 goals from the blue line led the NHL. Well, they got back into the scoring party against the <laughs> New Jersey Devils. So that's a big part of it. But, you know, you take a look on any given night, 
uh, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, that locker room, they're not looking at one guy saying, well, he's going to score. The locker room's like, all right, I'll, I'll make a play tonight. You know, give me the puck. I want to be out there. And you've got this mix of, of savvy veterans who know how to play at this time and the core that's been through it. I think there is that something to knowing exactly with what you just said, how hard it is to win. Uh, but knowing that this group has been through it together the four previous postseasons, not falling on the same mistakes that they made in years past. And I, I did not see any of uh, those things happen. And you got to, I think you got to start with special teams where the Canes penalty kill <sighs> has been phenomenal in the first two rounds. And you can say what you want to about the Islanders not having firepower. I mean, the Canes gave them absolutely nothing. One power play goal in that series. And then that's all we heard, you know, New Jersey in this power play. And the Canes only give up two power play goals in this series to the Devils. Uh, they outscore the Devils' power play shorthanded. Three to two. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's something that if you tell me you, you win those battles, that's where the goals come from. And then the timely saves, you know, that, that's a big part of it. But, you know, this is, a, this is a team that once it gets rolling, it's hard to stop, and, and we've seen that all year, and now it's carried over to the playoffs. Yeah, you mentioned timely saves before. I just uh, want uh, Walt's take on that particular uh, issue. You say timely saves. Uh, there's been a lot of timelies because Freddie Anderson's save percentage in the playoffs is 931, and that's with a four goal on eight sh- on 12 shots, game number three. So he has been outstanding, not just good and timely. He's been outstanding throughout. So, Walt... How do they win without with fewer goal scores? Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, Mike did a really good job of breaking that one down because it truly is by committee. Um, when you pull up the stat sheet for the series as a whole, I mean, just about everybody found their way into the goal scoring category. Only three forwards that played every game in the series didn't score. So that means they were getting it done in a variety of other areas. Uh, six of the team's 24 goals in the series coming from the blue line, which was an incredible step forward after just one for 16 in the first round. So, um, again, that's where maybe not having that guy, again, as Mike said, pays dividends because somebody has to step up. You can't rely on, you know, Sebastian Ajo to go out there and get you a goal. Of course, at night like last night, we were all looking at him, looking at him excuse me, as, you know, he was all over, but he was kind of fighting the puck a little bit. And it wound up not having to be him to get the goal. So maybe that's one uh, performance you bank from Sebastian. And maybe there's a game or two in the next round where he does have that electricity to his game and that jump that allows him to be the superstar that he is um, and potentially net you a couple. But uh, it's just really that by committee and getting goals in a bunch of different areas. By the way, the Hurricanes are averaging three, well, were averaging 3.7 goals per game before last night. So it went down slightly and up uh, probably about a full goal per game over the regular season. Um, look, 
I I think the style that they play has something to do with it. Because, and this is why at, at points when, I'm, you know, whether I go on with the guys in the fourth period on Sirius on weekends, and it was right after the Svechnikov injury that they asked me about it. And I said, I think they'll be okay. And they're like, how are they going to be okay without a 30-goal scorer, which Andre would have been this year? And I said, because because this the, the style that they play, will, somebody else will score those goals. And I just, I feel like the way they go about playing almost makes them not immune because you're going to need a big goal scorer at some point. That's why they went and got Patchy ready. I think their style has a lot to do with it, Mike. Oh, absolutely, Adam. And I think for me, if you watch the Canes play night in, night out, they're tenacious. And they just come at you wave after wave after wave. And you mention, you know, what they're able to do by committee or somebody will step up. Uh, the Jordan Martinook series. I know you called him what, Connor McMartinook? Connor McMartinook, yeah. I, I, I countered I countered on Kane's cast plug for the podcast uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, That's fine. I countered. I'm like I'm like. Why don't we call Connor McDavid? Why aren't we calling him Jordan McMartinuck or Jordan Mc, uh, you know Jordan Martin David? Something whatever. Uh, because ten points in that playoff series for Jordan Martinuck yep. is ridiculous. But the other line, and, and you know Walt was referencing it. There were three forwards who played who didn't get a goal. Well, you had Paul Stasny. Derek Stepan and last night Mackenzie McEachern. That line was phenomenal. Yep. You know they 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 don't they don't really factor in on, on the score sheet, but they hemmed in New Jersey. And you know in years past, Adam, I, I think that the Canes when they get to this point because of the style they play, and they don't come off of it, and they play it for 82, and then you get to the playoffs, and that gets ramped up. It takes a lot out of this team. I think that they have learned how to use rest as a weapon. Uh, a great Bill Berniston comment, the yeah. strength and conditioning coach for the, the Canes, but Rod Brindamore buys into that. And, again, he listens to his training staff. He listens to Doug Bennett, the head athletic trainer. He listens to Bill Berniston. He listens to his assistants, and they put that into practice. He listens to the, co- to the, the captains and the players. So you see them now. They're fresh. And I think that this win over the Devils, getting this series done in five, will pay dividends. In, in the next round because of the way they play. They can rest and reset and go from it. But it, it is because they are tenacious. And uh, you, you look, and Rod does this. He never likes it. You've asked him when you label lines. He goes, yeah. I don't see it that way. Here's the first <laughs> line to you. So he, he truly, that's how he views the game. That, yeah. you know, the, the line that's out there has got a job to do. And if they do it, this team will be fine. And, and that's how we've gotten to this point where the Canes are now in the Eastern Conference Final. That's because when whatever line Jordan Stahl is on is the is the is the top line to the head to the head coach. And I have no problem with it. I I, I. I think I think Rod sees so much of his game in Jordan that he and he Jordan is so responsible defensively uh that and that's really what the, is the backbone of this team is more goal prevention. That's the other thing I said to those guys. It's more about goal prevention than goal scoring anyway, and so nothing will change. Well, what is your what is your main story takeaway from this series against the Devils? Wow. Uh, I think it's that they found a way to limit New Jersey's offense, and I know 
looking at it from their side, they may be feeling how Carolina might have felt during last year's second round series in the Rangers and that they expected a little bit more out of their big dogs. Um, I mean, my goodness, that one sequence last night between Jack Hughes and Timo Meyer that had them an opportunity to go up by uh-huh. two in a pivotal juncture of the game. And uh, it seemed like almost neither of them wanted to shoot. And then eventually it goes wide. Um, I think that one's going to haunt them for a little bit. But as a whole, I mean, it was a pretty darn good series for the Carolina Hurricanes, aside from the very atypical game three. Um, we heard guys using phrases like losing the 50-50 puck battle right. and things of that nature. It also goes to show how good Carolina's attention detail is. And as you and Mike were just talking about, they don't change a whole lot, you know, series to series. Yes, they shuffled the forward line to go against New Jersey for a variety of combinations that they haven't used over the course of the regular season, but stylistically nothing changes. They force the opposition, they make them be so good in order to have to try and create offense. That's the only way they're going to get it done unless we see what we saw in Game 3, which again was just so uncharacteristic from the Kings. Outside of that, they were in control for the bulk of the series. There was so little that New Jersey could do that wasn't Carolina making mistakes. Um, So that's a big one for me because when you start to look ahead and look at the next series between Toronto and Florida, and these are two high-powered, (laughs) run-and-gun style offenses, and yes, at times that's what has worked against Carolina, but it's also a double-edged sword because those are the groups that turn the puck over. And who turned the puck over a lot the last week and a half? The New Jersey Devils, and that didn't really work out for them. No, it, it did not. This was also a great series to put on display just how much of a freak show Jacob Slavin is defensively. And I say that in the most endearing possible way. I can't... Rod believes that he is the best defensive defenseman he's ever seen. Yeah, and I would agree with that. In, go ahead, Mike. No, I, no well, I don't... I don't need to add to it. I just don't disagree with what Rod Brindamore said. You get to see it every night. That play he makes on Michael McLeod in game four. Yeah. Uh, to, to set up the, the go-ahead goal for Marty Natchez where he gets the pass to, to Jordan Martinuk. I, I mean, I'm, I'm serious when I say this. There might be eight guys in the league who make that play, and, and it's phenomenal. M- McLeod didn't even know the puck was gone right away. It's like, what, what, where, where'd it go? And all of a sudden, Martinuk's got it, and then Natchez uh, has got it. Uh, all right, I'm going to ask both of you to see if you can get fill out this list, okay? Um, and there's one I'm, – I'm basically going to give you one guy missing because we've already done this on the radio. Uh, nine and four in overtime, Mike Metascalco and Walt Ruff are joining us here, the play-by-play voice of the Hurricanes and the chief uh, content maestro for Hurricanes.com. Uh, nine and four in overtime in the Rod Brindamore coaching era for the Canes. Jordan Stahl's got three. Jesper Faust has two. Paul Stasny has one. Sebastian Ajo has one. I'll just leave it there. Uh, who has the other two? There's two players. Each have one overtime goal. Mike, who's got one of them? Oh, man, I should know this. Uh, <laughs> well, the easy one The easy one is Brock McGinn, double overtime in 2019. Yes. Walt, you want to take a stab at the other one? Uh, no, I don't. I'm going to respectfully decline. <laughs> All right, Mike, back to you. All right. Uh, it's spinning. Uh, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I want to go with, I want to get, Marty Natchez had just a, a run there against Nashville where he scored big goals. Did we already say Marty Natchez? No, we did I'm not. Gonna Mar- I'm going to say Marty Natchez. No, Sebastian Ajo is the only, and I'll put it in air quotes, goal scorer that has an overtime goal in the five years of the Rod Brindamore era. How about Ian Cole? Game one against uh, the Rangers, right? The, and this is why when we do these overtime challenges, who are you going to pick? And I go, well, give me somebody dumb because that's, I mean, no offense, but that's probably who's going to score. Jesper Faust has two overtime goals. He has five goals in the playoffs. He's got as many goals in the playoffs as Sebastian Ajo does. He had 10 during the regular season. He's got five. He's got half as many goals. Uh, it's it, Overtime just leads to silliness. Walt, who do you want in the next round? I think Carolina would have better success against the Florida Panthers. That's, um, again, I know a very dangerous slope to go down, but um, we saw during the regular season, especially late in the regular season, the final game of the regular season, 82 out of 82. uh, That was a weird game. They faced some adversity in that. Mm -hmm. We saw them uh, have to bounce back a couple of times in the game. That was, Again, maybe not the best performance of Frederick Anderson's career, so maybe there's a little <laughs> something that he wants back from that game as well. Uh, Toronto, I think you know you're lying if you say Toronto's stars that they have at forward don't scare you a little bit. Um, I think Florida is a little bit different in terms of the pieces that they have, um, and why not for the Rod Brindamore, Paul Maurice storyline too, Mike. Uh, I was going to give you the coach answer. It doesn't matter who they play, Adam. It's going to be a tough series, you know. <laughs> That's not why we, gonna, gonna have to, we don't want to hear that. Minutes. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I'm, I'm going to I'm going to run down this. I'm going to run down down this line um, with what Walt said about Florida. The thing that scares me about Florida is how talented they are up front. And Sergey Bobrovsky, uh, when he gets into that groove can be one of the best goaltenders on the planet. Yep. Uh, that's that's a little bit frightening for me. And they have a bunch of irritants on that team in Florida. Yes, they do. Uh, led by a, a superstar in Matthew Kachuk and maybe one of the most underrated players up front in uh, Alexander Barkov. By the way, sneaky Finnish name in, in history. Yeah. Uh, so, But when I look at Toronto 
and I've, I've actually tried to do this scientifically. Uh, Walt, you, you hit it right on the head, how good they are with their – and can please can everybody please stop saying the core four. That's the New York Yankees, not the Toronto Oh, Yankees. my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe it. For you, Adam. In a, in a way, it's sort of like Eddie Olchick praising Ron Francis. We were going to get a, a Yankee reference out of Mike Maniscalco. <laughs> you knew it was coming, but uh, how dangerous they are, how dangerous their power play can be. But when I look at Toronto, the goaltending the Canes can beat, the, the defense is okay but not above average uh, in the playoffs. And if they win this series, I would wonder, you can say, well, they have all the momentum. I believe Rod Brindamore, momentum doesn't carry over from series to series. I agree. Game. Um, and I would wonder if you're Toronto, would you just spend everything if you uh, become the fifth team ever to do it? to win uh, a series after falling down 0-3 in the NHL playoffs. I don't count the one that happened in the 40s for Toronto, so it'd be five different teams who've done it. Right. Um, so I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think that the Canes could find a way to handle Toronto. But, uh, again, in either matchup, Adam, it's going to be going to be hard fought. I think if, if Carolina manages the puck well, um, they're probably better suited to play Toronto than they are Florida, if they manage the puck well. Because I think Florida will come at you uh, with more more speed and aggression than uh, than Toronto will, as good as Toronto is. Both teams are, I, I think, in terms of their rosters, uh, they're both absolutely loaded. What are you going to do with, let's just say, three days off, Mike? Uh, I got some stuff around my house that needs to be fixed. Gosh, that's boring. <laughs> So that's uh, so that's about that's about it. No, yeah. nothing, nothing else to nothing else to do. If it's five days, maybe uh, I'll take a, a jaunt to uh, the Netherlands. Oh, that? the Netherlands, always good. Wooden shoes, clogs. Uh, Walt, what will you do with your days off? Uh, probably not the Netherlands, but you could probably catch me on Glenwood Ave at least one night. Uh, that will definitely be happening. Uh, but, hey, sunny in the 80s and a Friday, Raleigh area, come on now. I mean, what more could you ask for? This is gorgeous. It seems, it seems to be an outdoor cafe uh, in Walt Ruff's future. Uh, Mike, <laughs> a, roof, Matt, a, rooftop, a rooftop in my future. Ooh, very, very nice. Very nice. Mike Metascalco, play-by-play voice of the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, what's what's the podcast you're plugging? What was that again? Uh, that'd be Kane's cast. Kane's cast. Kane's cast. And then, I, then there's, Kane's, there's Kane's Corner, which is also you started a that. podcast. You yeah, st- I know. You're the guy who started that. Mike yeah. is the guy who started it. There's no question. It's not even my intellectual property anymore. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't belong to me. Uh, we just keep it warm. Uh, Walt Ruff, the next guy's going to have to do it. Walt, I thank you very much, man. At Walt Ruff, at Mike Maniscalco. We'll see you guys both uh, in a few days. Sounds good. Thanks, Adam. All right. That was, uh, that was fun. Why not talk about the Canes? They're uh, the hottest thing going. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.